0: Welcome to Anchored. We are the Vermeers. I'm Emily.
1: And I'm Jonathan. And here we discuss our daily trials and tribulations, what works and what doesn't work in our relationship. Mother and father
0: of two littles, full-time working parents with a side gig, Jesus followers while helping others be the best version of themselves and in their relationships.
1: Now by no means are we any type of specialist. We're just here to tell our story and hope it impacts many of you in a positive light.
0: We want to bring laughter, tears, and honesty about our lives, showing you the true reality of what life is and can Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Anchored. Sorry. <laughs> and like we always <laughs> I drink. As we always start our episode, we cheers.
1: And, oh, I'll take a drink.
0: <laughs> take a sip. Sit well, back, relax as we dive into this next episode.
1: And a rough start, which is going to be very fitting onto what this episode's about. Because, um, as you may or may not know, we do record these from our home. And we still have our lovely Gable here, who—that's our dog.
0: Likes Gable's our dog.
1: Oh his attention very much so, and likes to try to knock drinks out of hands. Um, but anyway, so what we are going to talk about today is what happens if you are in a rut in your relationship, and how do you get out of it? And if you've been together for more than probably a, you know, a certain amount of time, you've all experienced that you can be in some type of a rut. There's going to be the ebbs and flows in a relationship. And we experienced it very, very quickly in our um, marriage. You know, we ended up getting married and gosh, that, you know, we were on that cloud nine high that, you know, I think most people experience and, and.
0: Kind of like.
1: We were untouchable, untouchable.
0: Like the relationship seemed
1: like we we're never so gonna have good. issues,
0: we would never have issues because why would we? Why would we? Um, and, and then, then life decided to, happen, to happen, big happen big time
1: within probably the first week, maybe I two think weeks, it was two
0: weeks,
1: um, in our relationship, and all of a sudden, a kind of a family emergency happened. Um, and it put a great deal of massive amounts of stress into our relationship and really tested us, um, For right sure. kind of from day one, which now looking back at it, I kind of think maybe it was, a you know, you always say it's a blessing in disguise and I think it could have been kind of a blessing in disguise. It's more
0: like a lesson. Maybe
1: a lesson, an early lesson to teach us. Especially
0: on, just being so young.
1: Yes. On how to really experience, um, the lows. Right. You know, if there are lows or, you know, when they're going to be lows in your relationship. And, and I think that really has kind of helped out with where we're at now and different experiences that we've had. Because again, if you guys haven't been living under a rock, this uh, year of 2020 um, has been a, I would say, trying year. That there has been a lot of negativity surrounded. And I think a lot of people are in that current rut right now. Um you know, in a if you want to call it and break it down into seasons, kind of in a winter season of your life at this point. And it's a and it's a natural thing and I can I can relate to you. I think we can all relate to each other that it's been an, an interesting year and that kind of thing. But, you know, how let's just kind of maybe back up a little bit and and start with how do you get into the a certain rut just in more of a relationship. You know, if you're with your significant other, how do you get how did you get yourself into that rut? And I think a big thing is is really your surrounding environment. Um, you know if your if your environment around you not talking just the two of you but if the, right. you know, the because people that the you're work, around the
0: people that you hang out with, your friends, your family, um your what you're taking in like Your social media feed, the news that you're watching, the podcast you're listening to, the radio station you're on, the shows that you watch, anything that is coming into contact with you separate of your relationship, what you are taking in comes back to your relationship.
1: It's the garbage in garbage out mentality. Right. And if you have that garbage coming into your mind at all times, all of a sudden, that's all that's going to come out. Right. And that can affect you. And if you're doing that, I guess, individually, it's going to affect you in a relationship style as well. And, you know, we kind of talked about it just here recently. I think within the last day or two, all of a sudden, you came to me and uh, we were getting dinner or something ready in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, and I could just tell something was off with you. And you're a little bit either just grumpy, just something wasn't quite right. And I said, what? And I just flat out called you out. And I said, what is going on? What's the deal? And you said, I just think we are in a rut. And I laughed because it's not a good thing to laugh at that part. But I laughed because my answer was what? Was, was just let's
0: just get out of it. Get
1: out of it. Let's, right. let's own it and let's figure it out. And right. thank you for telling me, but let's get out of
0: it. Yeah and just to give into context to you guys we've been married for 7 years we've been together for 9 we have two kids a dog a house we have all the things we did we did all the things that society tells you to expects do expects of you um and we are also in the place with okay now what um i'm not quite 30, you're 35. um and we still have this zest for life and that we want to live our lives. Mm-hmm. And so i think that that has a lot to do with it too because when you're together with someone for a significant amount of time, you add on more things. So we went to school, got the job, had the kid, got a new job or promotion, whatever it may be, got the house, did the things, had another kid, daycare, finances, every, you take on so many roles. And so that newness, that like first attraction, the love, the giddiness the whatever you want to call it puppy love stage gets suppressed Mm -hmm. like if you I just just think of it stacking on top of each other and the love the initial love just put that on the very bottom and if you imagine it just being like squashed with all these things um it's that is kind of how I have felt before and have felt it recently of gosh we have so much shit going on there's so many things to do we got to make sure laundry done the dishes are done the kids are ready for school did I pay this did I do the laundry did I change it over like all the things that we forget that all of that stuff doesn't matter unless we check in with the what started it all and what started it all was you and I, talking, and being real with each other, and loving on each other, and giving each other so much attention. I'm gonna like leak one of our like weirdest moments.
1: You guys can't see this, but I'm giving her a look. Because <laughs> I don't. I don't
0: want to say weirdest, I but know like this yet. <laughs> when you're in the puppy love stage. You do weird stuff, okay? Go on. (laughs) And I just remember when we first met, I... So we were, if you guys didn't catch our first episode, we were long distance. um, And so we would come up every couple weeks or down every couple weeks and see each other.
1: Side note, if you guys have not caught our first episode, we... Go back and listen to Go back and listen to them all.
0: So... We would like be infatuated with each other so much so that we would lay on the couch and stare into each other's eyes for like minutes at a time and be like, I'm just, I just love, I love staring you. in your eyes. <laughs> like, oh my, I'm so in love with you. And would literally stare into each other's eyes for minutes. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I stared into your eyes. Well, I mean right now. But like intentionally with that. It wasn't cheesy in the moment, we literally did that, and so, like, what happens to take that to suppress that? You know what I mean? Like, I want to get back to that like so I'm so stupid in love with you, like I am, I'm so in love with well, you. Thank you, but like <laughs> seven years, and I'm sure we are not the only ones like. No, no, that cannot is, be too, true. Is,
1: is seven years is still um, not even that long. I mean, well, a lot of other people said, hey, we're still a long time to go um, and kind of going that way. But go on, keep going.
0: But so I was just saying um, it's important to reconnect with that and and recognize like when John was like, what's going on? And for me to be actually honest and say, this is what's happening. This is how I feel. And that was 50% of it. And then the other 50% was John to be like, well, let's freaking get out of it. There's no reason to stay in here. And one, good job me for being like, we're here, I identify that we are in a rut and I don't want to be here. And good job, John, to be like, okay, I hear you, I see you, and we are getting out of it. So that is a big communication thing that 7 years 9 years ago us, I don't think we would have 7 years ago us, I don't think we would have had under our belt. Um and I can just attribute that to the growth and personal development that we've had.
1: Yeah, I and mean, you said it. You said the word communicate. Yeah. Um and not just talking, you know. I right. think that's what we've learned is that the communication aspect of it is not just hey, we're going to say hey, how's your day? What's your thought process? What are you thinking about this? I love you. And that's it. It's body language. It's how are we touching each other? Are we kissing each other? Um, You know, there's just so many different ways to communicate. And you've even said it before me well, your face. (laughs) You know, it's I'll say something and you just say, yeah, but your face is saying something completely different. And it's also
0: knowing your partner. And I'm sure like most people listening to this are going to be like, duh, Emily. But like, I know, and John knows, I know when John isn't fine. <laughs> we joke about this all the time. <laughs> the
1: word fine. If
0: I say, how are you? And he's like, fine. I know that that's bullshit. And I'll call him <laughs> out in, in a second. Um, because fine to me is, I am not okay. Pull out whatever I'm thinking. And so he gets mad at me. But I will sit there and I will plug and plug and plug and and be like, Tell me what's wrong. I need to know what's wrong. And I'll have to put my big girl panties on to take the hit. But I am not going to be the best wife for him unless I know what's bugging him and how to fix it. And that has been growth on both of our parts. Absolutely. And for me to actually ask the question and be okay with the response and for you to actually talk about it. Um, but the biggest thing about... Being a, in a rut, not only just identifying it, but nurturing it at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: when you say nurturing it, what I think about is that you basically get yourself into a rut. And how you get in a rut is, again, all the negativity that's going into your mind. And it's easy to do. I mean, you look at just the media, social media. Right. You know, everything, you know, it, that, that, that negativity or that drama is kind of what propels our society, I feel like, now. It's it's the it's the money making, it's the right. interest, what it's are the you giving what's going on with them, what's your going attention on with to them. You.
0: And I guarantee it's not your relationship.
1: No. No, you're not giving in the more way you into, want to. Right. You're giving more into the outside forces and giving into something else besides before you're giving into each other. Right. And then all of a sudden you start ge- and you start doing that on a consistent basis, and that's what it turns into. And then all of a sudden you start becoming into this constant rut. And then what that leads to is, should we even be together anymore? Right. Really? I mean, it's this. You get into this this con- that common just that negative path, and you say, well, this is our just new reality. And it's kind of funny. I was just thinking about this now is that we were we watched um what Crazy Stupid Love? Yeah. Earlier and was thinking, and we actually watched that earlier today. And I just thought about now. And if you haven't seen that movie, it's a good movie, but it's with Steve Carell and, and Ryan Gosling and a whole bunch of names yeah. and stuff on there. But she cheats, you know, she says, I want a divorce right in that first scene. I want a divorce. Um, you know, I slept with my boss, or not my Someone boss, but else. somebody at work, a co or anything there. And after a little bit of time, and it was it was one scene that Ryan Gosling went to Steve Carell and said, no, "This is going to be the meanest thing I, I ever said to you." And it's you lost yourself, and you lost your identity as a man, as a husband, as a lover, and because you got and essentially, without saying it, he got into this negative rut—not this negative rut, but he got into this rut of just this, this commonality, Not taking of care of yourself and not doing what you need to do to take care of yourself and make yourself better, but then to, um. You know, show up as the husband
0: up. you need to be. Correct,
1: and then, of course, throughout the movie, it shows up that you know he's making those changes and changes his looks and all that kind of thing, and right. and blah 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 blah. But that's neither here nor there. But obviously, you know, kind of goes that way. But when you have that constant thought process in your mind of this is just what I am, I go to work, I'm grumpy, I, I hate going to work. It's Sunday night, I got to wake up now on Monday. Oh, everybody hates Mondays. Can't wait till Friday. You know, you, you know, you get home, you guys are just in a grumpy mood because of that or you know, whatever type of thing and just get into this constant rut. Right. And that's something where I think over the last couple of years, we've really taken ourselves a our pride into of making sure when we get in that rut to identify it right away and to say, listen, we're not going to stay in this rut. We're gonna do what we can to get out of it, and still in previous episodes we do that based off our goals that we try to go about. Our values, to our core values that we go to, and we always keep those into it. Um, and but one thing too, it's it's so amazing to me on how the your negative environment that you surround yourself in can affect if you like. We have, I th- I'd say we're more of a positive mindset type of people. We try to think every day is the best, you know, glass half full. Hey, well, what are we going to try to do to help people? let's just
0: preface this with just because we are positive mindset people doesn't mean we don't think negatively. Correct. Because there's so many people, positivity is one of my strengths. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do I have shitty days? Of course. Yes. And you are the number one person to attest to that. Mm -hmm. And... So I just want people to know that we are not just claiming this, that this is, um, it's just something we know to seek out. Like we just talked about earlier is what you seek, you find, what you put out, you get. And so, um, just making sure that if you're, if you don't want that negativity, you need to make sure you're not speaking negative. Correct. Correct. And so that's what we try to do: find the positive, be the positive, and put it out there. But that doesn't mean that we don't, of still come come to that. Still you know going to have I mean? that
1: aspect of it too. But that's always kind of how it is. But of course, we're trying to basically get out of that and away from that negative mindset. But it's it's one one phrase that you said, and you are in a situation now where you're you're. Um, job description has changed a little bit Mm -hmm. and to what your job description is probably something you don't really prefer to do, but it's ideal, but it's what you have to do right now at this point in time. And you said something to me the other day, you actually said somebody to work is that you said it's not, it's instead of I have to do this, I get to do this, which I think you said it to somebody at work. And you can maybe go into a little bit more into this, but it was very, it's, it's, I, I guess I never thought about that too. And it's a really cool way to think about it instead of saying, gosh, I have to go do this is that you have the opportunity yeah. to do something to help other people.
0: So I've heard of this it could be, maybe it was like a year or so ago at church. It was one of the sermons and it was, instead of doing a to-do list, you need to write a to-be list. And um then the other day, like you said before, my job has kind of changed routes a little bit um due to things going on currently in 2020. Um and it's not ideal, but it pays the bills and it's what I need to do right now. And um every day and I can't remember the specific podcast I listen to, but every day I go into work I say this is something I get to do I get to bless people with what they need currently I get to help someone that is in need now I get to and then I kind of pump myself up that way instead of I have to do this I have to do x y and z because when you take on that role of I have to it becomes a burden and it becomes negative and it becomes the worst thing possible but when you put it into perspective of i get to that also changes the tune of what you're actually doing so i um instead of saying like i have to deliver something it's i get to help these people and then that changes the whole perspective because then you can be like gosh this is an act of service mm-hmm. like this is actually something that's benefiting someone rather than me just being a warm body and providing a service for someone does that make sense yeah
1: and i think it's it's a matter of you know i was just kind of asking myself you know if you get if you find yourself surrounded by somebody or multiple people or just a negative environment of you know whatever it is and you can't quite figure out how, how to get away from it, and that's just something that you're part of. Try to figure out how do you get it to where it's negative, but you can turn it into positive. And I think that's a great way of looking into it. That's saying, you know, just as an example, saying if you hate your job, okay, yeah, but you still get the opportunity to wake up to go to work. Because regardless of what your job is, it's still somehow going to be affecting somebody in a positive way, I would hope. Right. Um, but it's still going to allow you to pay a bill. It's still going to allow you to put food on the table. And, and you right. can try to kind of just slowly over time really work on that idea of what you get this opportunity to be able to do and turn that into a positive mindset. And then hopefully maybe that can affect other people in a positive light. Right. And, you know, it's as simple as just smiling at people. You know, if right. you smile at somebody, what are they going to do? I guess if you see somebody frowning and you smile at them, what are they probably going to do? It might be the fakest, cheesiest smile back. But, but who
0: cares? They are probably going know, to smile at you. You have no idea the impact that you can make with something so small. Um, but just to bring it back full circle to just being in a rut, um, once you place that positive thought process into different aspects of your life then you like then it comes into your relationship so then I can be like I got to bless so many people at work today like and and just bring that. Into our relationship at the end of the day when we talk about our day or whatever. But we also got to think we're being the examples to our children. Yep. Too.
1: Well, and one thing, too, I want to try to make a point of is not only are we looking to bless other people, but I want to try to bless you. Well, yeah. You know, I want to try to say, hey, what can I do to, you know, make you happy, which, of course, will make me happy. Right. Um. And that kind of goes back to our love languages and what we've talked about before as well as so reading, you know, the five love languages and understanding that, but is to know, Hey, I'm here to try to be able to serve you as well, just as right. much as me. I mean, I want to still, obviously I have my needs and my wants that I want to do, but we're still here and doing this together. So my biggest thing is, you know, I'd rather have you be happy and make sure that things are good going for you.
0: Right. And knowing those love languages makes it, Easier on A lot you. Easier. So you're not having to read into it too hard. Right. But another thing, I can't remember if I've said it in this episode or not, but if you're not getting that, if you in your relationship, like if you're not, if your love tank um, is low and you need to be topped off or whatever the verbiage is, um, don't be hesitant to ask for it. And that's one thing that over time I am still trying to get used to is asking for help or asking for something. But even though, just because your love language is one thing does not mean that you shouldn't speak the other love languages throughout time. Um, so I had two love languages. One was Um, At words of affirmation, the other is acts of service. And they were literally like neck and neck. Um, But I, as a mom of two kids and trying to be a good wife and all the things going on, the chores stack up, you have work, all these things happen. But we always feel that we have to take it on ourselves, and that we're going to be this Superhero of a woman of a mom, if we come out of it and get all of it done ourselves, but at the end of the day, you do not get a reward for doing all the things. So, why the heck not ask for help? And that fills my tank just as much as you telling me that I'm doing a good job or whatever. And it also is like a kudos to you for. Like, if you just do it anyway. But there's no shame in asking for additional help.
1: No. And, like, you just talk about, you know, with a moms trying to be this, you know, superhero of a mom and having to do it all on your shoulders and put the burden on your shoulders. And I kind of think about it as more of a man, as a male and, you know, the dads of that kind of thing. And, it's, and the natural reaction to a man is to fix a problem. We see a problem. We want to just fix it right then and there. And that's something that...
0: Or you think it's fixed right away.
1: Well, yeah. Because you think of how you want to try to be able to fix it, and so then it's fixed at that point. But like I said, there's nothing wrong. But I guess what I was trying to get at is a man wants to try to fix it, and a lot of times a man wants to try to fix it himself and just do it himself. But there's nothing wrong with expressing to say, hey, I need you and I need your help that right. I need you to be able to kind of support me on this, or this is what I want to try to be able to do. And really ask for that guidance with your significant other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's going to be the thing. Like we talked about with how to really get out of the rut, I still, I think, go back to it. The biggest thing is going to be your step one is realizing it.
0: Yeah, awareness, identifying that you're in one. And, and then speaking to your spouse about it. And then
1: communicating it. And
0: communicating.
1: And communicating and, clearly.
0: Right. Not just uh, I don't know, something's just not right. No, like flat out say how you're feeling because and they're you, not gonna know. If
1: you don't know, if you say that and you really truly like something doesn't feel right, then you gotta go back to the right. identifying part of it and yeah. saying, Okay, well you might not feel like something's right, you feel like something's a little off, we'll figure out what that is. And then communicate it clearly.
0: Because Newsflash, both of us, men, women, whatever you want to identify as, we are not mind readers.
1: No. So
0: don't expect for the other person to know what you're thinking. um, Because that is... you need to communicate clearly, clearly, like you said,
1: and it's still a difficult thing to do. It's
0: still a difficult thing to do, but it will definitely pay off. Well,
1: and it's a difficult thing to do because you're afraid sometimes of what yeah. you're going to think. If gonna, I say this, what's the reaction going to be? Which yeah, I think that's going to be. Think a good, of
0: the detriment if you don't. Right. Like if we didn't tell, if like we didn't if we t- haven't said some of the things that we've said to each other in the last year, mm-hmm. think about where we would end up.
1: Mm And probably not a very good thing. That is
0: not where we want to be. So it's that harsh reality that you have to have with yourself and with each other. But the good thing is, most likely, the person that you're with is probably going to be the most forgiving to you. Mm -hmm. They love you regardless of anything. So just take into consideration that that's there. Yeah. And um, just our advice to get out of the rut after identifying and going through it is to figure out ways to nurture it. Um, One thing that we realized earlier this year is that we needed to give more attention to our relationship. So that's why we claimed weekly date nights. And it didn't matter if it was going to happen in our house after the kids went to bed. Or if we were going to actually get out of the house and do things, that's typically what we try to do. Um, but that hour to four hours, however many it is, a week where it's just us that we can actually speak to each other without interruption is huge. So just giving attention to your relationship that's needed is important, Yeah, I would say, to help get out of that rut.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope you guys got something out of it. Um, If you guys are in a rut currently, um, hopefully this is going to be something that maybe can try to get you out of the rut.
0: Or just something that you can relate to.
1: That you can relate to and just know that, hey, we are right there with you. Um, You know, and like we said, we're trying to be able to um, just be the best. Oh,
0: before we wrap things up, I got to. Asterisk. Ooh, I want to put on to this. Because we're speaking in times of 2020. We didn't really dive into this like too hard. We're we're anticipating that everyone's in a rut just because it's 2020. Yep. And. I know where you're going with all this. All of. It's. Everything you hear is negative. Negative, 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 mm-hmm. negative, <laughs> negative. Um, so. Who's to say that 2020 still has to suck? It's August right now.
1: Right now, when we're recording this.
0: So, why are we going to have to wait until January 1 of 2021 to make it a good year again? Yep. What can you do personally or even in your relationship together that can put positive back into the world? And in light of all the negative that's happening, we need to be even more loud about the positive. Yeah,
1: that's a good way. I'll and it
0: there. it's not to show that anything that's going on in the world right now is negative, but we need to bring light to that situation. We need to lift people up. We need to bring. We need to educate ourselves. We need to bring awareness. We need to do. All the things, but who's to like? Why do we have to wait until next year to do this? You can start that today. Today. So I just wanted to highlight that real quick because I have heard so many people sit and complain about 2020, and then like if something bad happens to them personally, they just chalk it up to it being 2020, 2020. And but
1: guess what? In 2021, something bad so is going to happen. Yeah, too.
0: it is. It is not the year; it's your atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can be as positive as you want to be, or you can be as negative as you want to be. So, if you want to change things up, seek out the positive. What you seek, you find. What you give, you get. So, just that's my two cents. I'm going to let you wrap it up. Well, I just wanted to make sure I got it out there.
1: There's not a whole lot else to say to that. so. Um, You're welcome. That was great. So hopefully you guys uh, have a good one. We definitely always appreciate you guys listening to it. And as we always finish up every episode, oh, yes. I am most definitely going to give you a good high five for that one because that was awesome.
0: Boo!
1: Um, and that's why I love you. So love you. anyway, you? hope you guys have a good... Rest of your day. Or morning, or night, or whatever. Day. Day. Have a
0: good day.
1: Week. Oh, <laughs> so.